You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 82. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back, everybody. As always, I am your host, Jesse Mogul. You are listening to College Success Habits, and it is an honor and a privilege to have you back for another episode. Today, we're going to jump right into it because I've got a lot I want to cover about this subject, and I don't want this to turn into a long diatribe. <laughs> Today, we're going to discuss beliefs around possibility. As I have been putting together my very first online coaching course and going through all the different steps that that takes, and it is so many moving pieces, so many, so many moving pieces from getting the sets together and the lighting and the microphones and the scripts and the information and then recording it, putting it into the editor, Audacity, Final Cut Pro, getting Keynote together and having the slides and making sure they look good. Oh, yep, got to have a logo, got to have this, got to have that, intro music, outro music, got to have in cards, out cards, intro cards. It, it's workbooks and questions and summaries and then got to know the software to put it into, teachable, oh, got to learn that. Oh, and look, now I got to learn this and got to learn that. And it's so many. And of course, I decided to do the usual Jesse thing, which is, uh, you know, instead of just putting together like 10, 10 <laughs> segments to it, I decided that I was going to create this entire like brain, Jesse brain dump intro to NLP, uh, intro to good habit construction and conscious use of languages and all this other stuff. And it's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be a process that has taken all of January to create and will now take most of, if not all of February. And it really got me to thinking about limiting beliefs and the limitations we put on ourselves based on these beliefs that we have subscribe to about ourselves. And then there's four different kinds of limiting beliefs. This episode will only be about beliefs around possibility, but there's also beliefs around uh, meaning, beliefs around identity, and beliefs about cause. You know, so, you know, I can't have muscles because my dad doesn't have muscles. I, I can't be a leader because uh, I'm a woman, you know, I can't be a leader because I am a minority. I can't, uh, these are some of the because ones, right? These are some of the limiting beliefs we have around cause. There's the limiting beliefs around meaning. Um, you know, somebody walk, you're walking down the street and somebody crosses eyes with you and they look a little off putting, you know, what's that meaning you attach to it, that they were disrespecting you. Now you turn around and you want to do something about it. So that's a belief about meaning that can hinder our lives. And then there's the belief around identity, which is to me, one of the ones that's the most painful to witness people to do. And one of the most painful ones I've done to myself, where we'll say things like, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. I'm not smart enough to be successful. I don't have it in me to, to be resilient, to overcome adversity. Cause these are the ones that we just repeat to ourselves over and over and over again. And it just becomes ingrained into us. And so those will be other topics for other other episodes, but really belief around possibility is one that you can begin to, all of them, you can begin to make radical changes in immediately and start to see different outcomes come for yourself, especially, especially the way you think and the way you feel towards yourself when it comes to meaning and cause causation and 
uh, around identity. But when we think about the beliefs around possibility, I can't help but think recently of a message I received about a woman who had some of her students in high school uh, listen to my episode. And then another teacher reached out to me and was telling me that some she has some people in her community college classes taking it. And it was specifically around the book, The Seven Powerful Principles. And they both had asked me to do specifically episodes for high school kids or college kids. And I thought, well, what topic would be specific to them that wouldn't necessarily reach out to the broader community of anyone with continuing education currently happening in their life or wanting to happen or for the parents who are listening to this for their children, for their their teenagers and tweenagers and everybody else. And then I thought, you know, in high school, there's a lot of beliefs about possibility that get formed by our social circle, by our teachers, by our parents, people in general, and they don't necessarily mean to do it. Most people would never come at you nefariously and say, it is not possible for you to have this outcome because you're blah, blah, blah. You know, it would, no one's going to be saying that you're never going to get the good grade. You're never going to get picked up for the debate team. You're never going to make the swimming team, you know, cause you're a loser because you, you're, I don't know, you've got red hair and freckles. I don't, whatever it might be, but people will just say things in passing Um, maybe not even realizing how profoundly hurtful it can be. And, you know, I remember when I was in middle school and I tried out for the football team. And I know, of course, like every little kid, I always wanted to be the quarterback. That's the one that everyone talks about. And it's the one on the TV. It's the one throwing the ball. It just seems very exciting to me. And the coach for my middle school team, his son was already the quarterback. And so going into it, there was limited possibility for me to ever usurp that kid. But it was the way that the coach handled it and just looking at me and just so ever, just so bluntly being like, you have no chance to ever be quarterback. And I'm not even sure you should ever even be playing football. Now I remember looking around at the rest of those kids and the snickers and the laughter. And, you know, was I adeptly physically fit? No, I mean, I was the seventh grade. I'm not, <laughs> I think we were all still four foot seven. But it was that, I walked away with that with a with a certain level of humiliation and a certain level of, okay, I'm just, it's not possible for me to play football. And I walked away really thinking it wasn't just, it was just not possible for me to play sports based off of what the coach said. Mind you, I'm vaguely remembering this, you know, through 30 years of, of haze. So can I go back and necessarily say, I remember every single thing he said. I definitely just remember walking away being like, yep, not possible for me to be play football and I'm pretty sure I'm not even. It's not even possible for me to play sports. Little bit of baseball in high school, but nothing that really ever said I was an athlete. And whether you know that coach was correct or incorrect, the way he handled the situation, you know, was impactful enough that I never even expected to say that story in this podcast when I started seven and a half minutes ago. And yet here we are. So it certainly came to mind when I started thinking about beliefs around possibility. And so I want you to think about where are you having limitations based placed upon yourself based upon what you believe is possible versus impossible for you. There are two kinds of ways you can look at the beliefs that you have around possibility and impossibility. You have the outcome is possible for you. And then the outcome is impossible for you. I know you were expecting it to be way more complicated than that. Jesse isn't going to do that to you this time. 
real simple. It's either you think the outcome is possible or you don't think the outcome is possible. If the outcome is possible for you and you truly believe that, then you'll go for it. You'll raise your hand in the middle of class. You'll step forward when they ask for a volunteer. You will move toward the desired outcome that you have being accepted into the club or being president of the club or, you know, being high school class president, there are going to be a myriad of things that are going to be offered to you from the moment you leave elementary school and you start moving your way up from middle to high school to the university college ranks. What you think is possible for you will severely determine the chances you take and how comfortable you can get in your own comfort zone. Some questions you might ask yourself when you're looking to give yourself permission from your from your unconscious mind, right? Where these 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 feelings, these beliefs about you are housed. Do I have what it takes? Can I do it? Is this possible for me? Right? These are the things that you'll be asking yourself to just check. Now how you answer these, do you have what it takes? Have you proven to yourself in the past that when you step forward, that you're able to achieve what it is that you desire to achieve? If you've been knocked back, if you've watched yourself lose a spot in the play to nepotism or for some other reason that was out of your control, even though you had a great audition and you certainly should have made it and you walked away with, with this whole life is unfair kind of thing, and then no doubt another adult said, hey, you know, life's just not fair sometimes. And I mean, look, that's one way to look at it. You know, somebody else who got that role thinks life is extremely fair to them in that moment. So it's perspective is your reality. Your perspective is your reality on your possibility. On your impossibility, if the outcome you believe is impossible, then you won't even try bother trying. You'll, You'll give up ahead of time. If you say things like, I can't get a good grade, I'll never get the promotion, um, it's not possible for me, no one likes me, if you if you go into it with this, I'll never get, it won't happen for me mentality, you will have very little success in a, most of the endeavors you step into. That can leak over into you asking people out on dates that can leak over into the kind of jobs that you will begin to apply for that will definitely leak over into your um, interview for a job whenever you leave school. If you go into it thinking, I just, that's just not me. It's not possible for me. Cooking is not for me. I mess it up all the time. I burn water. So what you're going to eat out for the rest of your life. That's pretty damn expensive. You better be making some serious coin if you think you're going to be dropping 50 bucks a day on outside-of-the-house food. How many people quickly learned how to cook when the pandemic started? A lot. A lot. Quickly realize, oh, I get it. You just Google something and you throw it in the oven at the temperature it says. You set the microwave timer. You walk away. You come back. There's food ready. This isn't Einstein doesn't need to teach you how to make an enchilada. When you think about your beliefs around possibility, why this is going to be so important for you to really start to monitor within yourself is that you walk into high school and there are a ton of activities for you to do. There are so many activities for you to do, it's mind-boggling. And then you leave high school and you go to college and there are even more. 10x, 20x. There's a club for everything. 
There's a club for people who like neon lights. There's a club for it all. And if you believe that it's not possible for you to make new friends, it's not possible for you to fit in, it's not possible for you to drop your old high school persona and step into a brand new one, you limit yourself before you even had a chance to start. Albeit, be mindful of what you're trying to leave behind from high school and don't jump straight into the, uh, I believe it's possible for me to have tons of guy friends and beautiful women and next thing I know, I find myself, you know, in college, draped in the middle of the addiction social circle. You know, you want to make your choices wisely when you go to choose what level of possibility you're going to step into when you move from, you know, middle school to high school on into college. You'll be mindful of how you're using alcohol and drugs and other kind of, you know, sort of nefarious activities, if you will, to increase your your social your, your your social acceptance by these people. Make sure you're making the decisions based off what it is you truly desire to journey through and toward in college. It's an amazing time. I think we can all agree on that. Maybe not necessarily pandemic time where you're doing most of it from home, but in general, the college experience is pretty freaking magnificent. But if you step into it with this, I am, it's not possible for me, this impossibility to make new friends, to learn new things, to, to shed the old version of you for this new version of you, you're limiting yourself. You can go off to college, and any nickname you had in high school can be left behind. Now, if you go to a college that's only three hours away from your hometown, expect there to be plenty of people there who might want to drag that nonsensical story time from high school along with them. But if you go somewhere that's a decent distance away, the likelihood you're going to be running into too many high school uh, classmates is pretty limited. You know, are you choosing to go to school based on somewhere close because you think it's not, you know, it's impossible for you to fit in somewhere too far away from your home state? It's impossible for you to go to school there because out-of-state tuition is so expensive. Pretty sure if I remember the rules correctly, you can move to a city and you can actually like take like community college classes in the city where the major university is. And once you've been there for a year, you can establish residency. Anytime you've lived anywhere for a year, you can establish residency. Get yourself a local driver's license, establish residency, boom, in-state tuition. Pretty sure that's, I'm, I'm, you can Google that, but I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Because I know for a fact somebody whose kid recently went to AA in the city where the major university was, and after a year they were able to go in as a, as a resident. You don't have to stay as an out-of-state resident. But that's not the point of this podcast. We're not going to talk about finances right now. We're going to discuss solely the level of possibility you have to go further away from your college than you might normally want to. It's not impossible for you to step into a completely different world. You could have gone to high school in New Hampshire and decided to choose a college in Kansas. You can go away. And even if there are classmates there, you can still leave behind that high school world. There are still going to be plenty of people that have nothing to do with the world you used to live in in high school. And if those people want to drag around those old, that old high school baggage, then that's just letting you know that those people want to live back then and not step into this brand new world that is just such an amazing blessing. College is great. The idea of college is absolutely fantastic. You get to move away from home. You get to finally have personal responsibility for the choices that you make. You get to dive into really exploring who you are. If you want to latch on and hold on to these limiting beliefs about what's possible for you, then you will 
look back, and not only will you have squandered what college could truly be, but you'll squander the opportunity to really fully blossom and grow into the amazing human that is waiting for you outside of those gates. I recently finally hung my college diploma up in my office. And the thing had sat in one of my buddy's closets in Rochester, New York for over a decade. And mind you, I went to college in Florida. It's a whole story for how I got to New York City, but I can assure you that this diploma is well-traveled. I finally put it up on the wall right above both of the logos for my podcast because it was like, what a great, it's, you know, it's my set for Instagram and Facebook videos and for all the the coaches, coaching stuff I do on Zoom and stuff like that. And just what a great mon, I almost said monument. It's just a great, sure, let's go with monument. It is a great monument for the 12 years I spent in college. 12 years I spent bouncing back and forth between different universities and, and bouncing in and out, deciding whether I even wanted to be going to college at the time, listening to other people's beliefs about impossibility, saying, man, if you drop out all the, if you don't, if you quit going to school for a couple of years, it's, it's really impossible for you to ever go back. You do, you won't even be motivated. You'll just be a college dropout the rest of your life. No, I wouldn't have been. I always wanted to graduate college. Didn't just necessarily wanted to do it at everybody else's pace. I battled with alcohol and drugs and a dying mother and a dying stepdad and, you know, problems at home. And, you know, look, I'm not looking for the world's smallest violin to play for me here or anything, but I was emotionally immature and unintelligent enough not to know how to handle what was going on around me. People passed their limitations on what they thought was possible for them onto me, and I allowed it to happen. And I ultimately squandered many years and thousands of dollars taking classes I wasn't in the mood to take. Would it, would it have played out any differently had the internet existed and had it realized all these opportunities were at the tip of my fingers? I mean, we're talking late 90s, early 2000s. The internet had barely even begun to become this monstrosity that it is now. Smartphones weren't even invented until 2010. Facebook just became popular enough in 2006, right before I left college, to even get an account. The world as we know it is nothing like it was in 2006, at least when you start talking about the internet. What is possible now versus what was possible then is drastically different. You can get amazing degrees online and never have to step foot on a campus. Or you can go to a tiny little college in the middle of nowhere. I think there was one called Hanover in Ohio, and there's definitely one called Hanover in Indiana. Super tiny community. Definitely going to be dragging some high school baggage from there. But it's also one of those places where people go and, and they look to excel. You can accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish in this journey you're taking to leave high school and to go off and become this amazing human in college. Changing your beliefs about what what is possible for you is one of the first major stepping stones into adulthood. Nothing is impossible if another human has done it already. There are things that humans had never even done that people invented. Light bulb, car, Facebook. I mean, there are plenty of things that were, did not exist that that now exist that no one, they could say, well, there's no other human who actually put all those pieces together and did that. But yet somebody did. So even if you're trying to invent something that's never been invented before, other people have invented things that were not invented before. Generally speaking, most of the things that you will attempt to do in your life have already been done. So if one person did it, then the possibility that you could do it is pretty damn good. Now, 
as we wrap this episode up, let's reel it in realistically. Like I'm in my mid forties. I turned 45 this year. Still have the maturity of a 23 year old at best on a good day. (laughs) I still, we won't get it. We won't even get into all the ways that I still think that I'm in my twenties, but I can assure you I do not having children certainly helps. The point of that was that I couldn't just roll out of bed and say, I want to be the Super Bowl winning quarterback for an NFL team. I have no experience playing football. Remember the story I just told you 10 minutes ago. So realistically, no, it is not possible for me to become a quarterback in the NFL. But if we were to start to dive in a little deeper and see if all I really wanted to be was you know, good at football or be the quarterback on a, on a team, I could find an intramural team here in my city that I live in. I could go sign up and I could play football. And eventually, if I worked hard enough and was better than anyone else on the team at being quarterback, they would choose me to be quarterback and then I could be the quarterback. When you start to say, well... Jesse told me I could be whatever I wanted, so I want to be the first person on the on the moon. Well, that's been done. If the goal is to do something incredible that everybody remembers you for, there are other things you can choose. And if the goal is just to walk on the moon, uh, last I heard, they're going to start trying to do that again. So that's definitely a possibility. First person to walk on the Titan moon of Jupiter? Okay, go for it. It's absolutely, there's going to be spaceships. But you could reel it in realistically a little bit and just say, if what you're looking to do is push yourself outside of your comfort zone, mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, in a way that you never imagined that you could, there are a lot of ways to do that. So when I say anything is possible, just realize, you know, there are limitations, you know, like we are bound by physics and gravity and things of that nature. And there's certainly, you know, experience, you know, being a world-class figure skater probably isn't something that I could achieve. I have zero desire to even attempt it either. So when you start to try to test my hypothesis, my theory, if you will, that you can achieve anything you want, just let's make sure that we're doing it on a semi-realistic level. Once we've gotten into the agreement that this is realistic, now start asking yourself, what is it that you want to do? And then sit down with a piece of paper and ask yourself, why do you think it's possible? And why do you think it's impossible? If you even think that it's possible or if you even think that it's impossible. But either way, have two columns and write down that. Sort of make it like a pro-con list, but possible-impossible list. And when you're done writing that list, look down at that piece of paper and ask yourself why the hell you even need the list. Just choose to do it. If there's one thing I can remember from my 20s that I thought mattered, but in the end it never did, it was what other people thought of me. I have a very distinct memory of about being at a party and dancing in the middle of the dance floor with very few other people and just thinking, man, I must look like a moron. I don't really know how to dance. And all these other people are sitting on the couch just watching me dance with my friends and laugh. But what I do really, really recall from that scene is that everybody sitting on the couch wasn't laughing. They were just watching us. They were just watching us do something that they weren't doing. And whether they were judging us for looking like an idiots or whether they were judging us wishing that they could be doing what we were doing, I don't know. I never asked them. But what I do remember from that is I stopped dancing and went off the dance floor because everybody's eyes on me weirded me out. How many times must I have done that? Did I stop enjoying myself 
because I was worried about what others were thinking about what I was doing. Learn from that one, man. Y'all got to learn from that one. Don't stop dancing just because other people are sitting on the couch, not laughing, not smiling, not dancing. Screw that. Dance. Because I honestly don't remember a damn person that was at that party. And I know for a fact there's not one of them that's in my life, not even on Facebook. What the hell did it matter if they were watching me dance? I thought it was absolutely possible for me to laugh and dance with my friends. They clearly were using some other kind of belief system that, you know, it's impossible for me to dance or I don't want everybody looking at me. I don't know what it was, but I stopped dancing because of them. And now I don't stop dancing for anyone. Dance your ass off. Step forward and believe that it's possible. Half the challenge is just believing in yourself. The other half is to continue believing in yourself. The body loves momentum and it'll start moving forward all on its own. But an object in motion, while it stays in motion, an object at rest will stay at rest. If you don't believe that it's possible for you to get momentum and take that step forward, you never will. And then the belief of impossibility wins. And in the future, you're not going to remember a damn person that was at that party. But you'll know. You'll know you stopped. And that, that'll eat at you. Don't let it. By not stopping today. And believing that it's possible. If you prioritize it and you desire it, you can bring it to fruition. It might take some time. This isn't like picking up your phone and just ding, 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 dopamine rush. It'll take some time, but I can promise you, in the future, you'll look back and say, didn't matter how long, didn't matter how long it took. At least I did it. No regrets. Everybody else sat on their ass, not laughing, not smiling, not dancing. And by goodness gracious, I tore it up. Yeah, that was me. Because I knew it was possible. And now you do too. Go out there and be amazing. Be yourselves. Be genuine. Inclusivity over exclusivity. The power of positive energy. Release and flow. I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. 